you learn a lot working at an insurance company. You learn a lot working at an agency. I think I learned more outside of college than I did in college. This is the Insurance Technology Podcast, where we bring interesting people from across the insurance ecosystem to discuss and debate technology's impact on the industry. Join us each episode for insights and best practices from industry stewards and tomorrow's innovators. Now, here's your host, Reed Holsworth. Welcome to the Insurance Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Reed Holsworth. In this episode, I'm going to be interviewing Raghav Tana. Raghav is the CEO and co-founder of Tarmica. Many of you guys out there know Tarmica and also know that Tarmica was just acquired by Applied Systems. I was heavily involved in that acquisition, and through these episodes, we're going to get into that. But in this first episode, we're going to get to know Raghav. We're going to get to know where he came from and how he came into this industry. And Raghav didn't just start as a startup looking for a problem within our industry. He came into our industry. He grew up in our industry from his time at Travelers to at his dad's agency. So this guy really knows his stuff. Really, really interesting. And we're going to get into the beginning. Stay tuned. It's awesome. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks doing for good. having me. Yeah, this is going to be fun. It's cool. Um, not very many of these in-person ones that we've done in the past, so it's always nice to do that. It's kind of cool for all of us to be here. I, I think we should have got some something on video where our suits looked real snazzy. <laughs> I know. We just kind of showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Moved around, but it's, yeah, I think it's going to work out good. So um, most everybody knows you from your current business now. Tarmica, which we'll get into. There's a lot, a, lot, a lot to talk about there. But before we get into that, I always like to just learn about you. Like, where did you grow up? What did you like to do as a kid? Tell me a little bit about your parents. You know, give give the the listeners that little background on you and your life. So I born and raised right outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, my whole life I've lived there. And to be honest, I'll never leave. It's, in my opinion, the greatest city in the world. I love Boston. Uh, it's such a great town. I my my parents actually my dad was he moved here in seventy seven from India. So he grew up in India, moved here in seventy seven, and went right into insurance, which is kind of weird because you know, who moves to the US and the dream is I'm gonna go work at an insurance company. And she worked you work for a company or an agency? Worked or for what? a company. So he worked for One Beacon, worked for AIG. Oh wow. He worked for yeah, he's worked for a handful of them. Uh from, so from seventy seven to two thousand worked on the agencies on the carrier side 2000 went and started an, an agency so he's been uh, in insurance for 40 years but it's it's funny because he moved around he went down to uh hartford connecticut for a bit he went down to uh he went over to michigan for a bit but always in the insurance world and that's kind of how i grew up but i uh you know, pretty normal childhood you know played uh played a bunch of sports played tennis played soccer started playing golf recently Hmm. eight years ago but yeah i mean my whole life has been surrounded around this like concept of well everyone just goes into insurance or accounting so my entire family is either in insurance or they're cpas no kidding no kidding so then how did you get into insurance what was your first gig so actually back up a little bit because your dad owned an agency yeah and you just you recently sold it to pub right you sold to pub yeah so um that's interesting love to hear a little about that but um how did he get it to go from working for the companies to then starting his own agency? So it's, it's actually funny. So I, I guess this entrepreneurial bug runs in the family. 2000, he, uh, I think he had, three, he had three kids at the time. I was seven, so I was the youngest. Oh, wow. And he 
somehow, some way decided like, hey, I hate working for people. I'm going to go start my own agency. And that first year, he always tells me the story how he made like $7,000. I don't know if I'm actually going to afford to take care of these kids anymore. Uh, but you, yeah, you just left the company side, just took the risk and said, I want to go do this on my own now. And that was ultimately what, what happened. And he went and started the agency. He ran it as a part of another agency for about nine years. And then he went completely on his own in like 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I always joke about the risk of starting a company, but like that, his risk was legit. Mm-hmm. When I took a risk, I had no kids. I was 25. It's a huge, it's a completely different ballgame at that point. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Totally, totally different. You don't have all those big responsibilities. And, yeah. I mean, you have you have a kid now. So I have a kid now. Now you feel it. You know now it. I feel it. If I were to do that yeah. today, though, yeah, I don't necessarily know if I would have. Sure. I don't know if I would. I could go back and say, yeah, I have a, a one-year-old who needs all of these things, and I can just go start a company and give up my salary for yeah. as many years as I did, right? Two years without a salary, two and a half years. I don't know if I could do that again. It's tough, man. It's tough, and it takes a lot out of you too for your family life. Oh yeah, as you well. see these grays. These grays <laughs> don't come from nothing. It's all stress. <laughs> uh, so, how did you get into insurance? So, when I graduated college, I went and worked on the finance side of Travelers for a bit, and I, I don't really know why I chose Travelers. But when I was applying for jobs, I didn't really want to go into accounting. Uh, rest of the family was in accounting. Where'd you go to school for? Finance. Oh, okay. So that is my, that's my background too, but I didn't really want to go into accounting. I didn't want to go work for the big four CPA firms, right? Big four accounting firms. And my dad seemed to make a pretty good career out of insurance. So I said, hey, Traveler seems like a better spot than anywhere to go. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I went and worked at Travelers. And over the course of those three years, I figured out what my lane was and ventured off into the entrepreneurial world. But Really, like, it just fell in my lap. It was just, it was the job offer I got. I got a couple other ones, but Travelers was comfortable because my dad was in insurance. That's awesome. Good company to work for. It is. learned a lot doing it too, right? Like, you learn a lot working at an insurance company. You learn a lot working at an agency. And I think, I always, I mean, I learned more outside of college than I did in college. So those three years before starting this company, I feel like I learned more in those three years than I ever would have in four years I went to school. Yeah, totally. Isn't that true to life? Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I could go back. I'd take that money back and just, you know, <laughs> invest it into Dharmica. That would have been better. Yeah, you did all right. I yeah, did okay. I did okay. It worked out for me. <laughs> uh, so then, all right. So then you work for Travelers. Then what? So after Travelers, I came up with this concept of a commercial lines rating platform, but I didn't know the agency side at all. And my dad told me, he's like, hey, if you want to go build something and sell it to agencies, you better know the agency side. So when, so when you're at Travelers, you're like, hey, how come nobody's rating this type of stuff? Well, like every agency I talked to, be like, "Hey, why aren't you submitting to us?" All all of the agencies that I talked to, but like, why aren't you submitting to Travelers? And said, "Well, we already submitted to Hartford, we already submitted to Liberty. They already gave us a good quote. Why would we submit to Travelers too?" I said, "There has to be a way just to submit to everybody at once, right?" And there wasn't. I mean, there was, but there wasn't a good one. Yeah. And over time, even once I started the company, I realized that there was three or four out there. Our focus was dead set on the agency experience and how we can make it as efficient for them as possible. How do we make the agency experience the best? And just kept going with that model. Yeah, because there has been a lot of commercial lines radar over the years. Like I thought like CPAS, which then turned into Bolt, was like the first one. No, there was ones before that. Yep. Before that. There's been a bunch out there. But I will say none that have been super successful. 
right? In doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah, the, I, right? I would say there's all these companies that ventured into commercial rating, but they had other focuses. Yes. And they made a lot of money on those other focuses, but no yeah. one actually made money on commercial rating. Yeah. And our niche was commercial rating. We're going to focus 100% of our efforts on just driving adoption of commercial rating. So very different. I mean, there's companies all over the place that probably had a plan for a commercial rater, had a plan to build out their solutions and then thought, Hey, there's a revenue model elsewhere. Let's go take that on instead. Yeah, totally. We never did that. We just focused on this. Yeah, that does. It has, that has happened for the majority of the ones that have been successful. That was what it was from. Yeah. It's not the revenue generated from the agencies and the users of using the actual product itself. I don't even think we were one of the first 25 commercial raters out there. Did really? You think that high? Huh? I, I mean, there has, there's been a lot. There has been a lot. I wouldn't think 25. Maybe not 25. But there's been there's been so many. And there's yeah. so many that were in stealth and then went out of business. And there's so many yeah. that, that became agencies and they just sold direct to consumer as a commercial raider to, to customers. But there's been a lot. Yeah. So, okay. Two years, so you so you went to the agency, dad's agency. You did that. What did you do at the agency, dad's agency? Sold commercial insurance. No kidding. Sold commercial insurance, yeah. and I uh, small commercial, small commercial, whatever you could get, whatever everything I could get. My focus was staffing companies, so I sold a lot of staffing. Companies. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So average premium size in the staffing company accounts for like twenty five to thirty thousand. Yeah. And it doesn't fit in a little white box. So. Mm. so I'd submit these to all these carriers, nothing would ever work. But that's what I did. I sold commercial insurance. I went and flew all over the place to meet with clients, went to staffing conferences, went to everything I could. Pretty much any client I could get my hands on in small commercial, I was signing. Huh. That was the goal. Just, I wanted to get my goal was in the two years to write over three million in premium. Did you do it? I did. Nice. I did. Yeah. That's pretty badass. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Now, one of the clients actually. And my dad will hear this and he'll laugh. One of the clients that I signed has increased their premium by like a hundred thousand. He's got an earn out to hit, so that's just that's just going to him. I, mean, I, that, I think I should get paid out on that. <laughs> tell you, tell your pops he owes you. And this is public now, so he should know. He needs to know. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So that's pretty cool. So you were actually like doing the work, like yeah. Uh, yeah. So I didn't realize that that you were selling commercial insurance. You had this idea. You're like, hey, I want to go work with you pops and show me the biz. And so you did. And you did that. You probably wrote a lot of freaking applications. You did a lot of manual labor, nope. if you will, dealing with all of that. What system did you guys use there? AMS system? Yeah. So we used AMS 360. Then we switched over to Partner XC. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we uh, now he's on Epic with Hub. But he, we were using that AMS system. And honestly, the... AMS component of it, but I was horrible at like putting yeah. in notes. Yeah, totally. Doing all that stuff I was terrible at. But quoting accounts, I got pretty fast at it. And even then, even doing that for 10 carriers, I was like, all right, this is still taking me an hour per client. And this should take 10 minutes. It's crazy. It right? was it was nuts. But again, I was super comfortable there. So did you have your favorites? Like say there's 10 companies, right? You had your favorites though. Like you probably yeah, only submitted to like three. Three every time. Same three. Same three. Travelers, Hartford, Liberty. Every single time. <laughs> That's funny. And then over time. Who I, was first? Who would you go to first? Travelers. Really? Yeah. Why? I knew their system. I worked there. Oh, okay. It was so sense. easy. I, yeah. knew it, I knew it well. So Yeah. There was also Norfolk and Dedham was a regional that I go to every time for any retail account. Okay. And they wrote it like that. And that was because of a relationship with the underwriter, though. Huh. Yeah. I was, I, was in the, I was in the weeds. I was you right in the business. in the weeds. Yeah. So then how did you transition from that into starting Karmica? So I, I still think that 
maybe not the best decision because I was writing a lot of premium and I was like, these, these paychecks are pretty good. These commission checks are pretty solid. So to give that up was hard. Yeah. But I, you know, I always thought I'm 25. When else do I, when else can I take this risk? When so else can I just get started? Yeah. Jesus. Right. So yeah. you're what, 29 now? I'm 29 now. Yeah. When else can you take that risk though? Yeah. So I, uh, my dad introduced me to a, a tech company in Boston who ran this like, ran these conferences all the time. Not one of those conferences. I met my co-founder, Gita. Okay. And I was like, Hey, do you know engineers? Because this is what I want to go build. And fortunately she did. And we went out and we just started doing it. Well, like, you know what? This is the concept. I started writing requirements. I started mapping underwriting questions. I just did everything I could to learn everything about building a software company, which at the time was not very much. There was a lot of YouTube videos learn how to code on YouTube. That's all awesome. that stuff. But that's, that's how we did it. We started it in 2018 and first nine months, we're just building out the first version of the product and it was horrible. We yeah. released that first version. And if you saw it now, you'd be like, that is a, that is a bad product. So who was the first user? Your dad? No, actually my dad, my dad tested it, but the first user was Mark Duffy. Okay. Uh, he owns an agency in right outside of Boston. And, I went to him, I met him at a golf event. I went to him and I was like, this is the concept I'm building. He's like, I'll help you. And just as a favor, he just started quoting in the system. Oh, nice. He just started testing. He would tell us everything that was wrong with it. He would tell us everything he liked about it, everything he hated about it. So how, okay, so you build the product, get all that. But you had to have like no markets. Like no markets. Nothing. Norfolk and Dedham or Bella and Hanover. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can do some work with those though. I mean, yeah. We, We landed 10 agencies with those three carriers. Wow. Did any of the carriers help you on the path? Oh yeah, then? oh yeah. There's, there's. They, uh, they help or like promote you to other agents. Like, hey, Rogov's doing this thing. We think it's pretty cool. Like, you should so, go check it out. So they did, and then there was a. My dad was part of a network. Uh, it's called NAIA. Okay. And there's two people there. The two two owners of NAIA are the two people that run it. They had me up there to their to their office, and they let me speak in front of all ninety agencies. Oh wow. And they they had seen the product. They're like, yeah, this isn't where it's get, needs to be, but we believe in the vision. We think this is cool. We'll let you talk to everybody. I picked up like five or six agencies from that, and then right after that event, we hired Chris Lane, and mm-hmm. that's when things took off. He started going after carriers, started going after agencies, and from that point in 2019 to the end of 2019, we and we onboarded like 60 or 70 agencies, some for free, some paid. Uh, he picked up six or seven carriers, and the end of 2019, we're like, this is a legit company now. Yeah, we can actually go sell this now. So yeah, we started selling agencies and carriers. That's awesome. Yeah. So were those agencies that you picked up in the beginning were they paid? Were they paying you or just kind of using it? I think at the end of 2019, we had 40 paying customers and 60 non-paying customers. <laughs> yeah. Are any of them still not paying? Uh, there's one agency. <laughs> so now over a thousand agencies, six thousand users, and I think we have. One agency who doesn't pay, and you can guess who it is. I'm not going to guess. It's my dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one agency that doesn't pay us, and I've asked. I've, I've sent him contracts. He won't sign them. Oh, that's hilarious. He refuses. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> he doesn't like spending money either. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So that's pretty cool. So how did it go? Like, how was that though? I mean, it's it's. The biggest problem is everybody knows with these commercial lines, comparative raters, 
I mean, comparative rate, raters in general is the markets and it's the chicken, the egg thing and all of that. So, you know, at what point did you, do you feel, did you feel like, okay, now we have enough markets or do you even feel like you, you do now? I don't think you ever have enough markets because every agency wants something different. Yeah. Every agency we talk to wants like a random carrier that we haven't even heard of. And we have to go talk to that carrier. I think that that doesn't change over time, no matter how many you have, but there was a, there was a shift. So there's a yeah. huge breaking point for us. And it was when nationwide came on, when nationwide came on, they really pushed us out to their, their, oh, okay. they were huge advocates of ours. They're huge partners. And was that right around the time when they were going really, um, independent basically yeah yeah right around the same time yeah um and they they had other partnerships i think they had other relationships with other rating platforms but we just built a good bond with them built a good relationship and it helped us scale but that that they were the breaking point as soon as they came on we felt like agency started to fall yeah and then we went from 60 non-paying customers to you know 300 paying customers then 400 and 500 just kept ramping but it was uh it was interesting to see which carriers drove the most adoption because each carrier impacted us in such a way that we started increasing our sales due to their them coming on. So I said this to every carrier. We always needed carriers more than they needed us. And finally, it got to a point where carriers were like, no, no, we need you guys as well now mm. because we have enough volume through this platform where we actually value the relationship. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. That's awesome. Did you... um? So you said earlier that, you know, the advice that your dad gave you on the business was run your company, run your startup as if it was your money. Yeah. So that implies that you raised money throughout this. We did. We raised a small amount twice. Okay. And I always wanted to, so again, as, as you know, and most people don't know, is I'm extremely cheap uh, with everything. <laughs> but I, I ran our business where I wanted our employees to be the ones that benefited from an exit from anything. I wanted our investors to make sure that they saw a good return, but I didn't want to raise so much money that I was answering to other people. All the time. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point of starting your own company? Totally deluded. And so we raised a small amount and our focus really wasn't, I mean, we had 16 employees in the U S and 24 in India at a business that was honestly probably should have had double that. And we just, we just didn't want to hire. We just didn't want to hire more people. We didn't want to fundraise more. And we wanted to make sure that, hey, if we continue to run this business, even if we're never acquired, we want to be profitable. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure we get to profitability. That was the goal. It wasn't to, it wasn't to exit. It wasn't to uh, make a ton of money. It was to be profitable, make sure we run a sustainable business. So that's why he probably told me to do that. And probably because he invested some money and he didn't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. So it was those two things. But we, we accomplished that. But as a startup, you're always going to spend more than you make. You just want to keep growing, right? Yeah, it's you need growth. It's, you need to drive revenue. So we, we of course, did that. Learning, it's okay. We, of course, did that. But there was a there was a path to profitability. Yeah. We knew where we were going. Yeah. Isn't that nice, though, to know that you can pivot if, if you need to and then become profitable? Exactly. And that's, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the change in the market, right? We went from everyone raising hundreds of millions of dollars and not yeah. caring about profitability. Now, every investor cares about you becoming profitable at some point. Raghav Tana, folks. What a great dude. You know, I really love his style, as a lot of you know, on the whole bootstrap uh, as long as you possibly can. That's how you get to the big exit. That's how that's how you make the big dollars, folks. You really do. I mean, hey, you can hate me for it, but that's truly what I believe. 
And Rogov ran a smart business. I mean, taking it from zero to 6,000 users in, in a few years, that's insane. For those of you that are listening to this out there, you know how hard it is to break into this industry in that way. He really grew a really, really great business in a very short amount of time. And I was, I've, I intimately know his entire team. And these are really good people. He's built an awesome team. And there's something to be said about that. That's how you win. That's part of the secret sauce is building that team. Now, in this next episode, we're going to get into much more. We're going to get into his now new life at Applied. And once again, what that looks like to get acquired by Applied Systems. So some good stuff there. And then him and I are going to riff on the future of insurance technology. You know, as him being 29 years old, he's got a lot of insights on what the future looks like. So stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. The Insurance Technology Podcast is a production of Ivan's. Visit insuretechpod.com to contact us, suggest a topic or guest for an upcoming show, and subscribe to be notified when our latest podcast is available. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app. It's where you can also leave us a rating and a review that helps other people find the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.